Wait, you said the, do you want to say the? You said the last time. <laughs> Are we going to say the? Okay, okay, let me put the the in here so I don't forget. Are you spending your life trying to become who God has already called you to be? Good news, girlfriend. God has equipped you with a guide to live in your purpose with him. So grab your Bible and notebook. And get ready for this episode of the God Girls Guide podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. So this series that we are going over this month is all about Jesus. And in this episode today, we are discussing what Jesus is still doing in the world today. Yes. So before we get into what he is still doing, let's let's recap on who Jesus is and why he came. So in John 12, verses 44 through 50, it says, But Jesus loudly declared, that one who believes and trusts in, in me does not believe only in me, but also believes in him who sent me. So he's saying right here, like, you just don't believe in me. You believe in the in God the Father. You believe in God. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior, all those who anchor their hope in me and rely on truth of my message when I continue to live in darkness. So if you're living in darkness, beloved, come to the light. Let his love, let his light just shine on you. That's what he came here to do, to light up all of our dark alleys, our dark paths that we decided to take that he didn't ask us to take. He comes and let him shine the light on your path to get you on his path. So if anyone, so if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him for I do not come to judge and condemn the world that is to initiate the final judgment of the world, but to save the world. Whoever rejects me and refuses to accept my teachings has one, has one who judges him. The very word that I spoke will judge and condemn him on that last day for I have never spoken on my own initiative or authority, but the Father himself who sent me and has given me a commandment regarding what to say and what to speak. For I know that his commandment is eternal life. Thank you, Lord, that your command is eternal life. So the things I speak, I speak in accordance with his exact instruction as the Father has told me. That is who he is and his mission straight from his mouth. And I love it so much when me and amanda was uh studying for this podcast uh this episode i saw this and i could weep because it's like this is from jesus's own mouth what he came to do his mission and it is like a battle cry but it's also like um like if you need safety if you need restoration like if you're just needing like solace in your life you just go to that scripture and say this is what Jesus came here to do. And I know I can pull on these anytime I need to drop my anchor. I can drop my anchor that the Lord is my savior, that he's my light, you know, and that he's, that he is God. Cause that's what he's like. He's like, I'm speaking what God is telling me. And so what she speaks true. Okay. Yes. And that's just such a message of hope. Yeah. Um, so that is a perfect summary of why he came and what he did but let's talk about how that applies and translates into what he's still doing today yeah so i'll kick us off and then we can just keep going as the spirit flows between us 
Okay, let's go. Right. So Jesus is still the way. So um, the Bible tells us from Jesus that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is still the way. He His life, death, and resurrection created the only way to bridge humanity back to God, creating access for us to have relationship and fellowship with our holy creator. So John 3.16, which yep. a lot of people know this verse, right? But John 3.16 says for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son which means his only one of a kind son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life yeah. so there's that promise of life John 14 16 says I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me and I just really want to highlight the word the and not uh yeah. it's not a way to life it's not a way uh to god it's the the only way and then first uh, timothy 2 5 there is one god and one mediator who can reconcile mm -hmm. god in humanity the man christ jesus and it's just so profound here and significant because people who don't know this truth mm -hmm. and they're letting other things guide them or going to other things to console them or to make them holy or whatever it is right there's only one mediator between us that's and right. god and that's christ jesus it's not something we can do on our own it's not something any other man or people that have walked this planet can do for us and there's so much confusion about that in the church mm -hmm. and just in the world yeah. in our culture uh, yeah girl you said it and and it's this confusion in the church and it's definitely confusion in the world Mm -hmm. And so we must get it right. And so thank you, Jesus, for still being the way, but he's also still the truth. And so God's word is truth. We've already covered that Jesus is God's word in earlier episodes as stated. I think it was in episode probably one of this um, this season. Yeah. So in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, which is I love that. It's, what, it's like an anchor verse every time I... I hear that verse. I always think about the chosen. I think it was mm -hmm. like maybe the second episode of season one, and I'm like, I was crying. I was like, because it's so beautiful. It's like that's like poetry, but it's truth. Like he is the words too. He's not just, you know, he's God, but he's also the words when you read them in the Bible, and it's just beautiful. So anytime you feel like you need to get closer to God, just read his words. He's he's the words. Anyway, so in John 1 14, he gets very specific. So we have no doubt he's referencing Jesus. Again, in the last point we covered, Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. What's important about the truth? This is what we're asking. This, this isn't your truth or my truth scenario here. It's the truth. Like Amanda said, it's the truth. You know, we get so caught up in our culture everywhere in life on this is my truth this is my truth but what the lord cares about is the truth is yes. the truth and jesus is the only truth and it's not based on feelings and it's not circumstantial yeah. it doesn't change um which is where you know, my truth and your truth and all yeah, of that my, can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. but jesus never changes um and this is what he's still doing today so john 8 31 through 32 says that if you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we see here that truth sets us free. 
and because his his words are truth so we have to abide in him we have to know his word his truth we can't depend on people to be teaching us these watered down versions of bible stories we have to know it for ourselves and not just be taken everybody that's got a platform every tiktok pastor even people who have in lead churches you can't just be depending on them to tell you god's word you have to be in god's word and know the truth because that's how you get freedom some of these other things if they're not speaking truth if they're not teaching biblical teachings um things that don't line up with scripture it's not going to give you freedom ma'am it's going to create bondage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the truth will set us free and then it also will sanctify us so john again proclaims jesus's word in john 17 17 sanctify them through the truth because thy word is truth yep Mm-hmm. that's so such good so lord you're still the truth but you're also still the life so jesus came mm-hmm. that all might be saved not willing that any should perish but have eternal life beyond the saving of us or saving us from our life is sin and the distance from god he came to give us life in abundance not life in lack and a lot of us feel like we are lacking things in life but that is the enemy speaking to you or it's your flesh speaking to you you speak it to you and so you can't believe the lies god came to give us life in abundance that's what it says in john john 10 10 with kingdom purpose a lot of his ministry was showing us what the kingdom of heaven is like at at there's work to be done and there is there's tons of work to be done like there really is for example the parable of the vineyard owner the day of the labors in matthew 20 then in ephesians 2 10 he has prepared good works for us to all walk in life and purpose so i want to go back to that parable of the vineyard and the owners and all the labors if you if you you got to read this story for yourself first of all i'm not going to read it because it's a, it's a long text however mm-hmm. there was so much work to be done that he just kept hiring people mm-hmm. hiring people and so that's for us like nobody has your calling ma'am you must come on pick up your mat or pick up your farming tools and come farm because we all are needed for the kingdom of heaven we all are needing we're all are part of his body and we're all are needed and so let this be a sign that if you want access to that abundant life are is your life are you living in his will are you living under your will because in his will that's where we have abundant life yes um one thing on that parable too there's so many layers to it we really do want to encourage you to go and read it for yourself there's so many layers to it but not only is all work to be done it is not easy work like it's work that requires skill requires Mm -hmm. labor requires dedication and commitment and so that should be like just a thing for you to reflect on is am i doing the work am i am i walking in purpose because it's going to require these things um so want to um just call that out that wasn't part of the points but when c was reading it i felt that um come on seriously it was so much hard work we could stay here for a little bit because it was so much Mm -hmm. hard work that when they got their money at the end they was mad because some people got paid more because they got paid to start and then they got money people like ah so you know it was hard work there's mm-hmm. work for all of us to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not going to be easy. And there's, so Jesus is still working today too, mm-hmm. because he's still yes. going, he's, he's doing still the work. That, yeah. He's still that um, vineyard owner going out and calling people. Thank um, you, and so 
John 14, 12 uh, through 26. I'm not going to read all of it, but God, or John tells us here that Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. So we started this episode with the work that he came to do. Mm-hmm. We we just told you about the the outline and the description that he gives us of the work that needs to be happening, yeah. um, the work that still needs to be done. And Jesus is saying, if you believe in me, you're going to continue this work and you're going to do even greater things than these because I am going to the father. Like mm-hmm. his work here on earth is has rested like what he physically has to do. Everything else is what he's inspiring us to do and what he's yeah. laid out for us to walk in because he's equipped us. Um, but, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. And you may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Um, so that goes again to what C was talking about being in his will, but there's still work to be done. And he's still setting out that work for us to do today. He's still equipping us. He's still calling you to do that. Yep. 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 And, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but later at the end of this episode, we're going to, we're giving this update about our call, our mission, you know, person, per, you know, personally or professionally as a company, because it's not really perfectly, but it's professionally as a company and he's, there's work to be done. And so mm-hmm. that's work. God knows that if he tells me and A to do something, we're going to do it immediately flat out. And so to be able to share that with you guys on this episode is amazing. But, you know, like Jesus is still working. He's still what is the perfect sacrifice. And he still showed us how to serve people. And I want everyone to close their eyes as I read um, the, about the when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Because it is when you can put yourself in this context, it just will transform your mind. So, John 13, 12, 15 says, so when he had washed their feet, put on his outer robe and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you understand what I have done for you? He's washed their feet. He said, do you understand what I've done for you? Just imagine if you were a disciple and Jesus has humbled himself and he is on the floor in front of you and he's asking, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right in doing so. For that, that is who I am. He's like, that's who I am. I am your teacher. I am your Lord. So if I, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet as well. Have you washed your friend's feet, your parents' feet? Have you washed anyone's feet before? Like Jesus, he's saying, like, it's like kind of a commandment. Um, You should be doing this to other people as well. Because he says, for I gave you this as an example. So that you should do in turn as I did to you. And as we all know, Jesus has cleansed us. He's made us, he has washed us white as snow, right? I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who sent greater than the one who sent me. If you know these things, you are blessed. And even better, he says, happy and favored by God. And I know all of us like, I'm favored, I'm favored, I'm favored, right? And he's saying, if you do this, if you serve one another, if you get down, if you humble yourself before your brothers and sisters in Christ, if you wash their feet, if you take care of them in this way, you will be happy and favored by God. If you put them into practice and faithfully do them, this, this, is, what, this is what you get. Now, Amanda and I, you guys open your eyes now. Amanda and I had the privilege of doing this 
sometime last year, we had no idea how unbelievably humbling that experience was going to make us. Um, I believe he told us maybe like two hours before um, our group that night. And I mean, I ran out and got supplies and we used our best oils to bless our community with. And I think easily uh, that was like a top five ministry moment that I've had with Amanda um, that I experienced with you. It was, it was just amazing. Um, being able to understand Jesus' humility there in the, in this, you know, in the scriptures, what he did when he washed his feet was an experience that I'll never forget. And both of us encourage all of you to do it. Go and submit, go in, go in and serve, you know, your brothers and sisters of Christ, or it's a family member, you know, maybe it could be someone you're having difficulty with, you know, but you're, you're in close proximity with where it won't be weird for you to wash their feet or weird for you just to serve them. It doesn't have to be washing their feet, but it can be something that, that humbles you. And the Lord's been really working on me. Like he's been humbling me. He's been taking this pride, this pride inside this girl. And he's just been, he's really been making me like him. And this, when me and Amanda did this, this shocked both of us. I think we were like, uh, the whole night when we got done, when everyone left the house, we were just shocked. It was a surreal experience. And when we take that scripture and we apply it to our lives, this is where we'll see transformation. This is when we stop going from, I'm just a Christian, just reading my Bible every day, to I'm going to bring heaven on earth. This is when we see miracles happen, when we do stuff like this. Yes. Um, I don't really know how to follow that, so I'm going to just <laughs> go back into uh, what Jesus did. I wasn't ready for all of that. Um, but yes, it was, it was a humbling experience. It was, um, it was, um, unforgettable for sure. And not like some of the women I didn't even have relationships with, right? Like, and it was just right. still something that we were called to do. And, um, so there's not like a prerequisite, I guess is what That's I'm right. saying. Like there's not a prerequisite to just be obedient. There's not a prerequisite to have that servant's heart um, for whoever it is that you're serving. There's no prerequisites there. That's right. Um, so Jesus is still alive. And so I love, mm -hmm. love, love when I talk to the kids, my, the preschool ministry at church, anytime we talk about the crucifixion, I actually, anytime we talk about Jesus, especially for like my three and four year olds, they're like, Jesus died, but he came back alive. Like they immediately back it up with that. Like there's not okay. even a breath in between um, because that is that's right amazement, right? They're like, that man died. He stayed dead for three days, but he's came back to life. And so um, it just always tickles me. And I love seeing the joy and the excitement. They're like, man, that is, that is awesome. And that's what they know um, of Jesus right now is that he lived a perfect life. He died for them mm -hmm. and that he came back alive. And so, and then I followed up with this because this is something that not, not a lot is taught about at that age, like in, in any of the curriculum in the storybooks that we've been exposed to, at least when I was a kid, but he's like, okay, but where's he at now? Is he still mm -hmm. walking around earth? And they like, uh, now, now that they've had me for a year, <laughs> right. They know they're like, no, he's, He's not still walking around there. They're like, well, what did happen to him? Because that, that part ends, right? Like, again, going mm -hmm. back to watered down Bible stories that are shared. Amen, so, um, we get to talk about, no, Jesus went into heaven. And so he's still alive, but he's in heaven now. And he's seated 
next to God and he's seated because he's seated in victory and he's just waiting for the time to return where he gets to come back to his bride to receive his bride, which is us, the church. Yeah, he does. And thank you, Amanda, for that. And we we have no doubt that you women who are listening to us right now, they're on the tenor voice, believe that and know that. Um, and we just pray that over you guys. So to leave you guys, we're going to leave you guys with a mini guy because it's mini guy time. So we're going to set this up. You guys know we will put it in the show notes like we always do. So first sentence says, I see Jesus doing what is he doing in your life? So I see Jesus doing blank in my life. The next season is, the next sentence is, I see him doing blank in the lives of others. So what do you see him doing? Now that we're done talking about today's topic, Amanda, can you share the amazing news that we've been sharing all month long? Yes. Okay. So we've already shared this with all of our clients and um, anybody who follows us on our social networks, Mm -hmm. but um, it's with great expectancy for what's coming next and so much gratitude for the last two years that I've mm-hmm. been able to serve in this ministry um, that we're announcing the Lord has called me into a new season. And so effective mm. in April, I'm going to be leaving GGG to continue walking for what God has called me next. So I'm going to continue to cheer on all the work um, that's going to continue in um it's not going to be GGG anymore, but in the, in the yeah. still this Christian life coaching business, because it's important work. Um, and just because I've continued to get questions about it, since I don't specifically say it, there's just a lot more like tactical hands-on um, work that he's calling me to do this in this season, which is outside my comfort zone, because I much would rather be just teaching behind the screen I would want her to be too (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just going to be doing a lot more ministry with the church and then serving at a local organization here locally as well as things that he's calling me to do um with my family and our homestead so and it's going to be amazing so um the update on this side is the call and the mission of GGG as a Christian life coaching and training ministry isn't changing. However, you will see some aesthetics and some and our name changes, podcast name changes. You'll see all the, the nuances, what stays the same, what changes. Um, I will announce that next month, uh, be waited with bated breath. And we're so excited. I'm so excited to continue to spend uh, this month. We're so excited to spend this month digging in together, um, taking a deeper diver, deep dive into Jesus and who he is and what he's done and how much he loves us and how much he cares for you to help you fix your eyes on him. So what's going to happen for our last final masterclass? And a lot of people is like, oh, we got the masterclass in this month. We do. And so it's our last final one. And our whole mission is to make sure we leave you guys focused on him, your eyes mm-hmm. on him, not on us transitioning, but your eyes on him. Because he is what he's the mission. Like he is mm-hmm. the reason why we're why we're here as a company. He he's the reason why we were we we are friends. It's because our love for God and our undoubtedly belief that he was first in our lives. And so we're going to leave you guys with this last masterclass, you know, and and the only way we know how, and that's to coach you and that's to 
and that's for us to coach you back to him and not mm-hmm. on us. And so we want you guys to save your seat. Uh, we're going to put the link in the show notes for you guys, and we will see you there. Bye. Bye.